Hey Rippers, are you learning how to surf? But have you got a clue? Or are you a big old kook? Since there's a million ways to kook it, you should stick around and learn a few things. Because if you don't know, let me tell you right now that surfers love to spot a kook. But don't get all stressed about it, because everyone kooks it once in a while. And that's the reason we start a kook cast. Because the more you know, the less you'll kook it. <laughs> so bust out your swimmies and get ready to learn. KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom one episode at a time. And hopefully, offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your host, Coach Chris, and I started the surf coaching and education resource, thesurfcontinuum.com. Last week, we uploaded an analysis of a surfer missing a perfect wave, and we explore four common reasons why this often happens to beginners. So pull up your internet browser and sign up or log in to check it out, among the many other videos Coach Ev and I have been making for our members. Because shoot, if you like what we do for free on KookCast, you'll be pumped on what we do for five bucks a month. But I can't not talk about the membership site without giving a huge shout out to our already existing members. You guys are legends, truly. Our gratitude runs deep for you. This week on the show, we're answering a listener's question about staying in the pocket, which is basically what any wave rider, regardless of their craft, is trying to do. All right, let's do it. We're uh, staying in the pocket. Big shout out to, is it John that suggested this topic? I think it was John, but if not, you know who you are. <laughs> but he, he, he listed off a couple things and I, staying in the pocket kind of stuck to me because honestly, thinking about it, I feel like the essence of surfing, of what a surfer tries to do, whether they're a stand-up surfer, whether they're a prone knee boarding surfer, a boogie board, whatever. Body surfer. Body surfer yeah. even. Um, you we're all trying to be in the pocket of a wave and stay in the pocket because that's a like a really it doesn't it's not stationary it's moving and it's dynamic and it 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 changes its pace like it's coming towards the beach and it's moving down the line at the same time but not consistently you know it moves down the line and then maybe the wave hits a deep spot so it starts slowing down or backing up and mm -hmm. you have to track it through action you basically you're like a, a sailor trying to stay in the groove of the wind or something you know but I feel like it's even more dynamic than that. So really staying in the pocket's a cool topic because it's it's basically what we're all trying to do. Anybody that rides waves in any type of way. It's basically like the the most advanced thing that you can do on a surfboard is just be in the pocket, you know? Yeah. That's why we're that's why we're all after it. And and that that difference in feeling, you know, like when you're out on the open face and you're mostly just getting driven towards shore is a lot different than when you're going down the line and you're getting that feeling of getting squeezed out of the tube and yeah. that that crazy dynamic feeling of speed and lift and fl flight there's all these little things going on there that's a lot different than just simply getting driven towards the beach at a, at a good clip right that's actually a good point to make um before we get into it how to do it and how ways we do it is just the concept of the pocket like you're not just because you're riding a wave doesn't mean you're in the pocket you know the the pocket is like this area of multiple forces of movement you know like again the wave going towards the beach it's going down the line the the water being lifted by the energy as it feels the increasingly shallow bottom of water so all those surges 
create this area on a wave as it breaks and it's it's I, I describe it I think of it kind of like as like you know like in an Indiana Jones movie or something where you're running on a bridge that's falling behind you just as you take the next step and it's like kind of like that like you're just staying ahead of the part that's turbulent and you're gonna f wipe out but not so far ahead of it that you're too safe you know, right, you gotta right. be right on that edge and there's the pocket right in that little hook like a little contoured portion of the wave just in front of where it's broken and you don't want to be but not too far away from that turbulent area that you're so safe that you're kind of gone slow and almost backtracking getting pulled back into the pocket eventually before getting eaten by the whitewater right. um, so the first way we will we'll talk about get being in the pocket and staying in the pocket is how you set up the wave in the first place because mm -hmm. there's ways to do it on the wave which we'll talk about next but before you even are on the wave you can kind of anticipate where this pocket's going to form as you're watching this wave approach the lineup and and we basically thought of two ways that we do this and the first way is just by paddling deeper so presumably this means you're out on the shoulder or you know towards the shoulder lined up with the wave as it's approaching a lineup you see it coming in and you have some time to do something you know to move around so paddle deeper we go towards the peak towards the part of the wave that's going to develop sooner and form that pocket sooner so that you're nearer to it right off the get-go right identify the peak go start moving towards it right away mm -hmm. you know don't just wait for it to come come to you go and see how much better you can you can better your situation before you you're even taking off right um and then so in some cases you're making this movement and we're talking about a lateral movement like going deeper doesn't mean deeper water it means closer to the peak you know so that can even be an inward movement towards the beach movement but usually it's a lateral movement you're sitting in the the lineup far out enough not too far out you're where you can catch a wave but you know you're just lined up with that wave on its shoulder so you just paddle left or right up or down the beach to get nearer to the peak right. so in some cases perhaps you don't get there all the way and in the waves closing in now now you do have to square up you don't have any more time to make these lateral movements you have to square up with the waves energy and start developing your momentum in the same direction the waves going to catch it initially before you head down the line mm -hmm. so another technique we use to set ourselves up for the pocket and be in it is fading the takeoff it's basically a combination of paddling deeper towards the peak while also paddling towards the beach to catch the wave right so you're you're angling your takeoff but counterintuitively, right. basically in the wrong direction. Yep. You're, you're starting to catch the wave going left on an, a wave you ultimately intend to go right on. Perfectly said. Going left on a right, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Momentarily. <laughs> we see a lot of people doing this, but they never swing it around and start going down the line. They just like go and get taken out by the foam ball. Um, but yeah, the, those two things are really critical to setting yourself up for success and setting yourself up to be that kind of surfer who's working the pocket of the wave and you know with working the pocket you know you just you'll you'll start to see it as as you're that's your goal you're you'll start feeling this incredible new world opening up when you're starting to surf closer to the pocket um and you'll know you're you're getting in it and 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 playing around it because 
it's critical. It's it's tedious. Like it's very easy to lose it. Like to come up too high, to go to, and to get this like awkward force against the board that kind of sends you over your rail or nose dives you, or because you know the the pocket is where the wave is just about to break. So that means it's sort of steep and it's curvy, and you're trying to fit your rigid board into that that's long. So you know you have to be able to let like allow the board to move in there to an extent. You know mm -hmm. it's like that that concept of holding the steering wheel not so firm that you're stiff and can't react to like some sudden thing on the road but and so there's that a little bit of looseness but also the engagement to like keep tight you know and hold it where it is but allow it to move a little under you you know like right right let uh, it dance around a little bit under under in in your fingers yes yes um all right why don't you help us uh, see the first way we can stay in the pocket once we get on the wave. Yeah, once you get on the wave and we're talking more like maneuver-based things that you can do once once you're on the wave. Um, kind of the first easiest one that I'm thinking of, like if you're pretty close to the pocket and you're dropping in and there's not much of a line in front of you, you're just dropping in and you're kind of wheeling out and stalling and just kind of like dipping your tail and creating more drag so you get sucked back towards the pocket a little bit more and and that's a great that's i think that's a really great way of just starting to play with that mm -hmm. heavy on the back foot for one just finding the tail so that you can really start to do all these other maneuvers that we're going to talk about but just simply boom heavy on the back foot you get dragged back then you're getting too close you push down on your front foot your gas pedal and you start going away from the the pocket and you mm -hmm. can just on on the right wave a slow little mushy point wave you can really play with that and and get this feeling of of i'm perfectly in the spot now i got hit by the white water a little bit and it caught me up and bogged me and slowed me down and tossed me off or i i stayed on my stayed on the gas pedal for too long and i got out into the really soft part of the wave and i just you know bogged a rail too mm -hmm. and fell off the board and and lost the wave mm -hmm. um so that's kind of the first one that comes to mind stalling yeah stalling that that it's basically talking about your trim you know like when your board is flat it's how you want to paddle fully full rail line down in the water flat board that's going to be the fastest you can go so that's why you know, we talk about the importance of your paddling position to get the board in a trim line that's going to be efficient and speedy. When you get on the wave, the wave's going to push you faster than the pocket's going to move. You know, like being in the pocket for a moment pushes you out of the pocket. Mm -hmm. So there's this amount you need to introduce some resistance to the board. And I really like f trying to find the perfect balance, the perfect amount of stall where you can actually hold that much stall. Just stand and it's it just, there. Yeah, yeah, and it's just the right amount of friction so that you stay in the pocket, but as it's trying to push you out, you're resisting, you know? So there's an elevation to your nose. There's a bit of water coming off the bottom side of your board, shedding like as you kind of resist the push of the, the pocket, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and then what's a really cool just development of the stall is that's basically learning how to talk turn yeah that's why it's really good to talk about the stall before any kind of turns you do to get back to the pocket because if you can't stall you you definitely can't turn your board right you know turning your board involves getting the nose elevated you know getting heavy on the tail elevating the rails out of the water so you have that maneuverability off of the tail with the rest of the board 
out up in front of you and cleared rails. Right. Your turning um, radius is completely different when you get when you release that front whatever right. third or even half of the board right depending on how hard you're stomping on the tail think about your sitting turn you know like you go if you're going to paddle and set up a wave and when you sit on your board to do a sitting turn a proficient fundamentalist will be sitting on the tail immediately to get that trim change that they need to turn efficiently no like sitting back on the tail sinking that into the water and nose up in the air it's the same principle as stalling on the wave it's the same principle as doing a turn on a wave. Right. You know, just because you have a little movement but through the force of the wave doesn't change the principle that you need to change your trim to get the board to react the way you want it to. Right. The next one that I'm thinking of j is basically just breaking your line. You know, you mm -hmm. go from, we, we talk with our students a bunch about this, is like, if you want to make the most ground down the line, then you run the high line. You know, you stay in that dynamic part of the wave that's really has the most power and is shooting you down, you know, towards the beach and down the line the quickest. And if you're going too too fast and getting away from the pocket, then break the high line and, and let your board slip down the wave face and kind of straighten out towards the beach for just one little second. We're calling it a down carve mm -hmm. or a down turn. Just break the, the line and go out in the flats for a little bit and slow down and then it'll be like okay i'm slowing down too much the pocket's coming to meet me and now i have to engage my rail again and set my rail in the wave face a little bit higher so that i can start tapping into that new you know that more powerful source that's going to drive me down the line right and dynamics a good word because so when we were talking about the stall and just standing in the pocket with the perfect amount of trim to resist the push so you don't get pushed too far out, but you're allowing enough release to happen so you keep moving forward and not get caught by the wave, it's really fun to start introducing these dynamics to your line. Instead of just going straight down the line, start having some arcing curves, bends, car carves, you know, and get that feeling of being on rail and having, you know, a, a, a change in, in direction that also keeps you in the pocket because basically the fastest route to staying in the pocket or what am I trying to say here like going straight is the the quickest way out of the pocket right. so you can create like you delay your progression down the line by by turning down to the flats and then coming back up to meet the pocket as it catches up to you mm -hmm. um, and that's kind of like the beginning of learning how to pump down the line too yeah yeah falling and dropping and right. and, and knowing Again, that's you can really only pump down the line when you're in the pocket. Mm -hmm. You know, you right, can only right. get that feeling of snaking mm -hmm. when you're in the pocket. As soon as you get out on the open face, then it's like it's not there. Right. You don't have that lift from the the pocket development, letting the board carry up because it's like it's it's playing with the natural force that's happening under the right, board. Right. Right. So if you're not in the pocket, you don't have that water like rushing yeah, yeah that water rushing up the face nearly as much now mm -hmm. to get that feeling of um lift mm -hmm. it's the, the lift that's the word is like the feeling when you're in the pocket is the lift and then that push back against it is the drive mm. um and then ultimately the last really thing you know that and, and before I move on, like that dynamic wave approach, turning down and back up, can be made really extreme. Like when you see pro surfers, 
surfing, the way they're staying in the pocket is by going from the very bottom of the wave to the very top. And then yep. back down to the bottom and back up to the top. Like yep. vertical surfing. Mm -hmm. Up, down, up, down, up, down. They're such fast surfers, they could be out of the pocket in a moment. So they have to very aggressively go from bottom to top and bottom to top. And all that maneuver and all the twisting and rotations that's happening is really just a distraction for the line they're drawing. You know, it's, it just kind of fancies up. It embellishes on what they're fundamentally doing, which is going up and down to stay in the pocket and crossing the pocket from the bottom of the wave to the top of the wave and going through the pocket vertically rather right. than horizontally and using, you know, more elongated curves and, and stalls to to stay in the pocket delaying that time and staying right there in the pocket you know because it, it's you know our next maneuver the the cutback is like it takes a little bit of time mm -hmm. you know you go you have to go and power all the way out onto the onto the shoulder and get way away from the pocket you know to open up enough space between you and the pocket to do a full figure eight and really get on your rail and cut it all the way back ideally this is what you're doing cutting it all the way back to the pocket and and tapping the the, the foam ball and so that you restart you re pretty much restart right there in the pocket right, right where you want to be right yeah that the the cutback it's important to realize like everything that's being done in surfing should be functional it should serve a purpose which that purpose is staying in the pocket again the, the essence of surfing is staying in the pocket so whether you achieve that goal by stalling or doing vertical up and down surfing like a pro the cutback does it in a way that's quite horizontal but it's bringing you back to the pocket you're you're out of the pocket and you need to take that speed that you still have before it runs out and turn it into a turn that starts bringing you back in the direction you want to go towards the pocket um, but it's all, it's all functional. It's all like when you see someone do a cutback, don't just think like, oh, they did a good turn. Like they had to do that. Right. Otherwise they weren't staying on that wave. Exactly. And, and that's a, that's, that kind of will help you, depending upon where you are in your surfing, these things will help you realize what you, like when to do them, when to execute them and how you think of them. You don't just practice your cutbacks whenever you want. Like, cause if you're in the pocket, you can't do a cutback. Right, right. You know, there's just no space for it and you're gonna bog your rail or nosedive or something, you just won't fit. So if you understand why we do these things, then you understand where you need to do them and what cues you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And that's when you practice it. But you can only, like if you get on a wave that it's running, it's speeding, you don't get to do a cutback. Like when we go running around looking for tubes, we're not looking to do cutbacks. Right. We're trying to pump that whole way and keep up with the pocket in those cases and not let it outrun us and get eaten up by the foam ball and, right. and inside the tube. And then of course on a mushy wave, then you are trying to get out in front of the pocket so that you can create that dynamic, really fun radius to the, to your surfing line. And, uh, you know, surf the wave appropriately. Understand what the wave that you're gonna go surf requires. And then what I think is the most fun actually is, just personally, is a combination of that wave. Mm -hmm. You know, like a wave that tubes and then kinda like shuts down but continues forming and rolling up but not tubing. So now you have to like change what you're doing. Right. So you take off, you know, looking for that tube and trying to go fast and keep up with the pocket. But then it kinda shoots you out, out down the line and if you're not cutting back or doing something about it, you're going to lose that wave. Yeah. 
And it would suck to because there's a lot more to it. There's a lot more fun to be had on that wave. Right. So understanding how and when to do these things and chasing the pocket makes it a dynamic game. And that's really essentially what everybody's just doing out there. We're all just trying to stay in the pocket as long as we can. And that's where like really stylish, smooth, fast rides come from, from surfers who know how to stay in the pocket and do whatever is required of them to, to remain there. And what I would say in, in my closing is just like, you'd be surprised how much longer and how much more time you can spend safely riding in the pocket than you think mm. you know like when you're on that longboard you're you're kind of seeing this little section come up and most of the time people kick out or straighten out but start playing with that opportunity okay here's my opportunity to really put myself in this pocket and get that feeling that the coaches were talking about that pumpkin seed sh getting shot through you know shot out of a can and feeling mm -hmm. again you gotta go and try to do it mm -hmm. you know don't don't keep running away from the pocket mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah yeah it, it can be a little nerve-wracking if you've accidentally found it and gotten rolled yeah but now if you have the expectation that there's a new force about to happen like i can see that wave developing in front of me curving out i'm gonna put my board there but expect it to change underfoot you know and i i don't even know if i could I'm even going to give it a shot at explaining that, but it's going to feel like lift, you know, and it's going to change the, it's not going to be a flat surface you're standing on anymore, you know? Right. It's like being on your tiptoes, keeping the, the rail engaged or on your heels, you know, and just making sure you stay locked in the pocket. Cause if you're not actively pil piloting the ship at that point, you will get sucked up into the waves force right? and the waves like dynamic and just get rolled. Um, but it if you do hold it, then that whole squirt, like squeezing a bar of soap, getting shot out effect happens yeah and you'll 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 feel it happening because all this all the all signs will lead you to getting down lower getting compressed getting in your speed tuck and feeling like you know just just feeling that that newfound energy that is really only the only place you can tap it is right there in the pocket there's there's places to tap it on all these soft little mushy beginner waves that we're all surfing if you get out there and are searching for the pocket you're gonna get some little thrills out there yeah yeah feels so good even on a, a you know knee-high wave right and that that's what makes a great surfer like surfer that rides waves well it's just staying in the pocket even when the waves mushy and seemingly like there isn't a pocket if a wave's breaking there's a pocket right you know and you can be in it and and the difference between the person who's kind of just like slowly very unimpressively moving along down the line versus somebody who's making that same mushy wave push them fast like there that's the, the surfer you're like oh wow that's a good surfer you know right. even if they're just going straight they're going twice as fast as all the other surfers. right it's really fun to watch right on peeps thanks for tuning in yeah nice work coach you